Welcome to CSU Stories, the podcast where we tell the stories of the unique work of people in regional New South Wales and beyond. From Hollywood careers to amphibian specialists, we talk with CSU staff, students, alumni and members of our communities to share how our regions are shaping Australia and the world. I'm here talking with Amy Target, who is a student at Charles Sturt. Amy, welcome to Charles Sturt Stories today. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Now, Amy, before we get started, tell me what you're studying here at Charles Sturt. So I'm in my third year of a Bachelor of Environmental Science and Management on the campus in Port Macquarie. Port Macquarie, lovely, near the beach, I take it. Yes, it's very <laughs> nice. It would be, it would be. So does that mean that you're more focused on uh, ocean type studies or tell me a little bit about what your, I guess, main area of expertise in your course is? We don't actually have any marine subjects that we can do, but I'm definitely interested in the marine aspect of things, particularly with ocean noise pollution. But I'm mostly am interested in the wildlife ecology and management of wildlife issues. And is that what drew you to studying this type of course, was your sort of experience and love for animals? Definitely. Before I did this course, I was working at the RSPCA in Canberra, and a lot of the time I'd be the first person people would see when they brought in injured wildlife. So I became really interested uh, in just how to reduce human impact on wildlife, because it was usually hit by car or things like that, something that was related to human interaction as to the reason why the wildlife would come into us. So it definitely sort of intrigued me a little bit as to how we can reduce those impacts, and that's sort of what led to the course that I'm doing. Was that tough working for the RSPCA and seeing the animals come in, you know, in pain or injured or with preventable injuries, I suppose? It was. I mean, it was a fantastic job. I loved it. And it was one of those situations where you have some really sad stories come through, but a lot of the time we'd also have really happy stories as they were going back out. So you sort of felt like you were actually making a difference a lot of the time and, and seeing animals be released or go back to their owners and things like that was it was really uplifting. Oh, are there particular animals that you remember that you got to sort of help heal and they, they got better and you handed them off? Are there any that stick in your mind? We did have one dog that came in through the inspectorate that was really unwell. She had a couple of broken bones and was just in really bad shape when she came in and she was with us for about six months in the vet clinic and she was a beautiful dog and she ended up getting rehomed and her new owners were amazing. She stands out in my mind because she was so timid and scared when she came in but just totally came out of her shell while she was with us so she was a beautiful dog. Oh, how rewarding. And do do you have your own dog or...? I do, yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah, I have a little Jack Russell. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're all obsessed with dogs here in the media team. <laughs> so I guess the RSPCA, so you worked there for a number of years and that really got you interested in, in coming back to uni and studying something more in that space then? Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to go a bit beyond what I was doing and be able to work more in the ecological wildlife side of things. And so what are some of the things do you think, I guess, that you've learned in the ecological wildlife aspect of the course? Yeah, so I did a res school in Albury last year where we got to do um, some animal trapping and identification and we were doing surveys and that was a lot of fun um, and really increased my interest in bat populations as well. We got to do the harp netting and, and trap some microbats and, and learn a little bit about them. So that was definitely really interesting. Yes, you said you're interested in bat populations. What is with bats? I'm terrified of bats. 
Why the go? <laughs> I was going to say, do you see, like, I guess they have, do they, are they like a, do they have family type bonds with bats? Are they loners? Like, what's their type of animal behaviour? Because I just find them absolutely horrifying. <laughs> well, in Port Macquarie, we have a really big uh, flying fox population, mm. and it's huge like you'll just see hundreds of them flying over over like at dusk and it's really cool and I'm actually hoping to do my honours project around the the Port Macquarie population of bats next year so I'm really interested in them. And what do you think we can learn from them like I guess what's the um, research question you'd be trying to answer with those studies? Hoping to look a little bit into how the recent bushfires have impacted them and potentially their movements in the area because they can travel quite large distances every night and at the moment I'm sort of interested in how yeah those recent circumstances might affect the dynamics in the population and how they're moving. You could end up being uh, Australia's premier bat expert. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. My aunt calls me bat girl, so... Oh, there you go. <laughs> as long as she doesn't call you batty, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's fantastic. And you were also looking at ocean pollution. It's actually ocean noise pollution I'm particularly interested in. Sort of looking at the noise that humans put into the ocean, so like the boats and sonar. It's a really big issue and it's not something that's particularly looked into much at the moment that is that real focus on plastics and things like that so um, but noise pollution it results in mass beachings and changes in migratory patterns of marine mammals and reduces their ability to find prey and avoid predators so it's a really big issue and it completely disrupts entire ecosystems and has a lot of flow on effects so it's another topic I'm really interested in looking at in the future. Yes and things that I mean the average person like me who's not in science would never even think of. We know all about plastics, obviously, and rubbish and oil and all that sort of thing, but just the impact of noise on, I suppose, whale populations and, and yeah. fish. And you know, there are species that literally rely on noise for everything and being able to use echolocation and things like that. So and we're it makes a really it. big impact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, look, I'm very excited that you're looking into these two <laughs> hitherto unknown areas for me. Anyway, we obviously need experts in this space, but. Thinking about, I guess, the next five to ten years, which I know is a big ask when you're still at uni because sometimes you don't know what's happening from one day to the next, but what do you think, what would be your ideal goal career or outcome from doing this course? Where would you love to see yourself in five years or so? I'd love to end up a wildlife ecologist and then be able to look at multiple different areas regarding wildlife. I could do stuff to do with ocean noise pollution and look at research in that area and then look at bats and populations across Australia and potentially maybe go into some research down the track as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Amy, thank you so much for talking with me today and sharing your studying journey and it's wonderful to know that you're there looking into these things. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thanks for listening and we look forward to sharing all of our CSU stories with you. For more information on CSU stories, go to news.csu.edu.au.